This is Betsy Jensen, and you are listening to Unstoppable Body and Mind, episode 86, Client Success Story, Katrina Ubell's Journey, Healing Chronic Pain and Ending Medication. In this podcast, we learn to upgrade our brain and understand the power of our thoughts to heal and to create the results we want in our life. Become the person in control of your healing and make peace with your life. Become unstoppable, body and mind. All right. Welcome. Today we have Katrina Ubell on the podcast. Welcome, Katrina. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks for being here. Could you just tell a little bit about what you do and what brought you to the mind-body work? Totally. Yeah. So I um, used to work as a pediatrician. I worked for 10 years in general, a private practice. And um, through a whole long series of events, I ended up finding life coaching to help me with weight loss. And it, after, you know, literally a couple decades of yo-yo dieting and I'm a lifetime Weight Watchers member and the whole thing, uh, it was actually life coaching that helped me to lose weight and keep it off permanently. And I really had struggled so much as a doctor um, with weight loss because right. Like I'm a doctor, I should know better. I give health and, you know, dietary advice to people every day, yet I'm still struggling. Like certainly something must be wrong with me. And certainly somebody must be helping doctors and nobody was. So I finally worked with a life coach, was able to lose the weight, figured out the whole emotional connection to food and like, just learned so much about what was actually causing the problem. And then I thought, you know, there might be some other women doctors out there who might like this information too, might be struggling the way I was. So I thought, well, I'll just, you know, see if there's some people who might want to be coached after I, after I became certified. And uh, there was a lot of them. So that's been five years now <laughs> since I've been coaching women physicians who are in clinical practice um, to lose weight permanently. And so I work um, only with doctors, but I have a podcast called uh, weight loss for busy physicians that a lot of non-doctors listen to as well. And have gotten, I get emails all the time. People have lost so much weight, just listening to the podcast. And I have a book coming out. It's actually not out yet. It's going to be out in 2022. Um, September is when it's slotted for, oh. and that is called how to lose weight for the last time. So uh, depending when someone's listening to this, they can have a look um, for that book as well. So, so uh-huh. the way I got into the mind body connection situation was Well, I mean, okay, well, (laughs) the story goes back like a long time. Like, I mean, I really started having all kinds of various physical complaints um, that, you know, maybe weren't obvious in like their origin or, you know, like would have a lot of headaches and sore throats and achy joints and um, all kinds of different things as a kid. Um, first went to physical therapy for my knee pain when I was in sixth grade. I mean, there, it just was like, you know, kind of always something was sort of hurting or aching and always kind of having a problem. And, um, I, I just really thought that that was just like my body that maybe, I don't know what was wrong with my body, like why it was such a problem. Like, and then this thing would get better and then that thing would hurt. And then I'd have to do physical therapy for that. And, you know, most of the time there wasn't anything like really, like, um, wrong in the sense that it needed like surgery or like there was an actual like muscle tear or, you know, broken bone or anything like that. It was just a lot of like inflammatory things like tendonitis and, Uh um, you know, just things like that, where it's just like, well, you just have so much inflammation in your body. So then I'm thinking, oh, then what I'm eating is a problem. And then, you know, try to eat differently or better. And I've tried all, you know, also with weight loss, trying to (laughs) eat all the different ways and none of it really made a difference with my pain. And I honestly just kind of thought that's who I was. 
I didn't really realize that that could be something that could be fixed. I remember having quite a bit of upper back pain and um, getting on the dry needling trend. That was like a really kind of a new thing at the time that really did feel like it helped a lot, except that I'd go be dry needled. And then the next week, by the time I came back, the relief was gone and I needed all the dry needling again. It felt like it just never was going to like fix the problem. It was more like a little bit of a maintenance type of thing. And I'm like, oh, that's not really working. So I, it got to the point where I even got a diagnosis of fibromyalgia, which I was actually quite resistant to at first, mostly because I just didn't want the identity of it. Like being in medicine, I knew how for a lot of people that that diagnosis kind of could really, um, restrict them from living their lives in the way they wanted to live. Like, I remember even in college, just being like, look, my knees hurt, whether I exercise or whether I don't exercise. So then I probably should just exercise like if they're going to hurt no matter what. Oh, I never God. really significantly let, uh, the pain, like really slow me down that much. Mm-hmm. So I got the fibromyalgia diagnosis and this was even actually, actually after I had become a coach and I was like, okay, so what do I want to make this mean? What do I think about this? If anything, it, it, um, helped me to feel a bit more compassion for my body. Like it really was struggling, but then at the same time, I'd go see like a new doctor for something. And I'd be like, well, I mean, technically I have this diagnosis of fibromyalgia, but like, I don't really know. Like, mm, I don't have any of the brain fog. I don't have any of the mental complaints. And yeah. it was like, it was like, I never really fully identified with it. Mm-hmm. So then our paths crossed because we were in this, um, you know, online coaching community, you posted because you were looking for some people to take through your program mm-hmm. and you weren't even like supposed to be able to do that, but somehow like the admin didn't catch it. And then I happened to see it and I was, it was like right when COVID had hit and I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, yes, I have chronic pain. Like, sure. I don't know what you're, you know, I really like, I wasn't like, Oh my God, my dreams have come true. I'm like, "Mm, who knows what this will be like, let me just try it. And so as you recall, my path toward becoming pain-free, or at least knowing how to work through the pain symptoms was, was circuitous. (laughs) (laughs) I was not like a huge believer, uh, right from the beginning. There were a lot of things that you talked about initially that that I just really didn't understand. I would, I would describe myself as a tough nut to crack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you were open, like you were curious, Yeah. but you, um, you definitely wanted to make sure that it made sense to you. And I think probably yeah. from your physician's background and, yeah. you know, just a lot of this is new information for people that they haven't heard before. Yeah, totally. And I just, I really didn't know anything about any of it. Like I just, it it was all brand new to me. And, um, also then when you're talking about repressed emotion and then you're like, you know, it's, it's probably like a lot of anger and rage. And I was like, I don't I don't think that's me. Like, I, I just didn't identify with that. I was like, I mean, if it were, I would say so, but like, I just don't think that I feel a lot of that. And so it was such an interesting process working with you because I literally just signed up with the idea of like, yeah, sure. Okay. Whatever. I'll give it a try. And then before I knew it, I was like taking myself off of all of my medications <laughs> Yeah, that was like, so cool. Yeah, like, I wonder if I can get off this. I wonder if I can get off that. I wonder if I can get off that. So by the end of the year, I was on no medications, including like a medication I'd been on for over 20 years for my stomach that I had tried several times to take myself off of and hadn't been able to. And so it just was like such a testament to like, this works when you stay with it and keep yeah. trying to understand. And what I loved is that you were always offering other like 
other perspectives on how to explain it. You'd be like, now I want you to listen to this podcast. Okay. Now I want you to listen to this person, their podcast name is like, all of it came together to help me to see like, oh, this is a thing. This is real. Not like I didn't believe you, but kind of like, I just didn't know. And then we were able to really dig in more on, okay, so what's going on? And then learning the somatic tracking and like actually, and then understanding how similar that was to the emotional processing that I you know, would teach my clients to do and do for myself. And like, you know, just, just like you might feel this strong, intense urge or desire to eat food. And that is uncomfortable that you, you know, want to meet with, you know, a cupcake, you can feel, you know, strong brain mediated pain in your body that you want to meet with an Advil, you know, like it's just another way of trying to make it go away. And it's just, this is, I mean, I think it's just society, but also as a doctor, like if that's hurting that bad, like take some pain medicine, that's why it exists. So it was just changing, like starting to really understand, like this could really be the solution here. And then unraveling backwards, like, oh, you know, sixth grade was when those knees started hurting. And you know what? Sixth grade was a super stressful year for me. Like I hadn't thought about sixth grade in like a really long time, but then realizing like, oh, then this happened and that happened and that happened. Huh? Maybe it makes sense that I started Mm -hmm. having this knee pain during that time. And then uh, you may recall, I went and saw a physical therapist who told me that I'd probably struggle with my knees ongoing. Like this would be just something that would be a problem for me. So, I mean, that belief, like what a terrible belief to give like a 12 year old. (laughs) I know so many people tell me they've had doctors tell them, you know, something like that. You'll, you'll have this your whole life. The best you can do is just try to live with it. You know, something like that really sticks with someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so it, it, it really, I mean, truly working with you changed my life. Like I know people say that and they're like, oh, whatever you changed my life. I mean, changed my life. Like I just the other day had to tell someone like, what medications are you, are you on? And I said, none. And they're like, oh, that's great. I'm like, I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, someone's delighted. just listening to that podcast interview that we had together and that you were off your allergy medicine and they yes. were so surprised. Cause I think so you're talking about when you came on my podcast, which yeah. was, was that last December? It was last, oh, like I a year ago. It was like a year ago. Yeah. You know, I think it, I think people were surprised like allergy medicines, or I've had people get off their medicine for constipation. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Like that totally. can all be tied. Eye drops. I had terrible, eye terrible drops. dry eye. Yeah. And um, I had like ocular rosacea and dry eye, which like the two of those things together just made my eyes, especially in winter, like super awful. Yeah. And like, do I do some basic eyelid hygiene still to help my eyes? I do, but I'm not on restasis anymore, like yeah. a prescription, expensive prescription medication to just have my eyes be just okay. It wasn't even like they were ever amazing, even on the medication. And I remember just thinking like, I'm 45 now, I was 44 at the time. Like, just like, so I could live another double my life, like on all these medicines, do I really need that? It just changed my whole perspective on everything. Like things that I just thought, like this will be a chronic issue. Um, You know, like maybe that's just not true. And just being open to the idea that it could change. Mm -hmm. I, I always try to look at it like, but also things can happen that are an ongoing issue. And if that's what ends up happening, that's fine. Like not having, like putting pressure on it. Like I have to figure out how to make it go away, but instead just being open to the idea that it may not be like a life sentence. Right. That's what I really liked about your attitude. Um, You were quite playful about getting off the medication, kind of like a science experiment. You weren't, um, I mean, you did have a goal about wanting to get off the acid reflux medication, but you also 
you know, I, I found you kind of continually kind of approaching new pains or new symptoms with this curiosity. And I remember one time you even got a symptom imperative, which is what can happen when your pain starts to go away and then you can get like a new symptom that just comes up and you got a real rash that, you know, was- Yes, oh, that's right. I had these terrible rashes for a while. Oh yeah, my God. you had good rashes and you were like, I'm just going to not put the cream on it. I'm just going to try it out. And like, I remember being so impressed because yeah. that's, that epitomizes the, the attitude to have if you really want to get rid of the chronic pain is just this curiosity, just this, you know, let me see what happens. So what, I would, what I want to say about that though, is huh. that that is exactly how I think approaching weight loss is the most, uh, like, I, I feel like I already had developed that skill by, you know, the way I tried to approach weight loss for myself personally and how I teach it. Like yes. no one's going to be able to tell you step-by-step step exactly how to get to your goal weight and keep it off forever. Like that's something you get to figure out yourself. Yes. Obviously you can have assistance and guidance and help all along the way, but you have to be the one who actually like checks in with your body and figures out what's going on and yes. tries different things. And how do I feel when I eat that? And how do I feel when I don't eat when I have, but you know, even though this thing yes. has come up for me or whatever. And so I I think it just, I was able like ex to extrapolate that same kind of viewpoint on this. And I think also wow. there was a little bit of giddiness behind it over like, wow. oh my gosh, like I am getting off of these things. Like wow. I could be someone who doesn't have acid reflux. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> you you actually, yeah, you did not. I remember you saying something like, I can't even imagine myself not having pain. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Cause that, uh, something always, always hurts. Yeah. Like the idea of a day without pain. I was like, I don't know what that would be like. That would be so weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now when you look at that relationship that you have with your body, how would you describe it? How is it different? Well, I'm definitely just not afraid of it anymore. You may recall like, you know, with COVID and being able to exercise and things I'd been doing orange theory fitness and had actually had, you know, significant number of, you know, they're just like soreness and then this would hurt and that would hurt, whatever. Then they were closed because of COVID long story, you know, it was like not safe to go there. So I decided to get a Peloton bike, even though I has not really been someone who likes to bike <laughs> very much. Cause I was like, I just need something. And I had this whole story about how my knees hurt when I bike and like all these problems with my knees when I bike. And you really like push back on that and help me to see, like, it doesn't have to be that experience. And I love that bike and my knees don't hurt when I, Why? when I use it. And then the other thing, like I had run a marathon, um, back when I was in medical school, I think I was like, hold was I 23 or something long, long time ago. And I thought like, you know, my body hurt so bad while I was doing that. I thought there's just no way. I mean, my knees and my shins and like wow. everything was just so awful. And it's just been like, so fun to see myself get back into running and feel good. Like that, that possibility yeah. exists, you know? That's so I just, uh, to answer your question, like my relationship with my body is so much more built in belief, not like limits, you know, like yeah. you can't do that. Or, you know, someone with my body isn't able to, you know, whatever, have that experience or do that without hurting a ton. Because, you know, I said, I didn't really let it limit me, but I did, I was starting to let it limit me. Like the family would go on a bike trip and our bike ride. And I would not want to go because I didn't want my knees to hurt. Yeah. And so, you know, kind of opening up to that, it's just like, it's going to be okay. And also having the relationship with my body where it's just like, you know what, if it's time to stop, then I'll just stop. Yeah. Like I don't have to make myself do things that don't feel good. 
Yeah. Like really having that relationship of like, I kind of think about it. Like I describe it like, like my, my brain and my body are conjoined twins, you know, mm-hmm. like we can't get away yeah. from one another. Yeah. We have to work together yeah. to create what we want, you know? And like, we both have to be helpful. Like you can't just like, forget about the twin that's yeah. on you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you have to, you have to actually work with them to make it work. And so yeah. it's like, it's not me against my body. It's me in collaboration with my body. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it sounds like you're so much more empowered with like, you know, whatever comes up, it's almost this like chance to explore and what could this be? And, you know, what can my brain do here? Right. Exactly. And I kind of look at it just like, Hmm, I wonder what will happen if I try this instead of like, I need this to go away. And I think like what I really learned too, was to approach physical pain or physical symptoms without the lens of like, this is a problem and needs to go away. So like I was telling you earlier, right? Like the other night I was going to sleep and all of a sudden both my knees started aching and I just did a somatic tracking exercise just right there and just went there and observed what was going on and noticed it. And, and it was almost like amused by how non-organic the pain was (laughs) like how, how clearly the way it was behaving was not actual, like, yeah. something is wrong with my knees, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. They start hurting at exactly the same time. Same time. Yeah. They're like little, little, uh, mimickers of one another. They both start hurting worse. Then they get better. I'm like, no, this is, this is not anything I need to be concerned about. It's just yeah. like, sometimes that happens, you know, the way I kind of think about it. And so we, years ago, we bought a, a new sofa and my son, my oldest, I think was like three, he was still pretty little. And it had like the, the, um, pillows are, stuffed with feathers. Uh-huh. And so especially, you know, it's just like how you get a new rug and the rug is like pilling off mm-hmm. and everything. Like with this couch at first, like sometimes the feathers would be poking through and we would just like pull them out and throw it away or whatever. And several months later, <laughs> my little son sitting next to me, dead serious. He just looked at me and he's like, mama, sometimes white things come out of the couch. I was like, yeah, you're right. They do. Just like that just happens sometimes. Sometimes white things come out. (laughs) Like sometimes my knees hurt. Sometimes some, you know, my back aches. Like it's just like this just happens sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and then it goes away too, right? Like we're very focused on preventing it and eliminating it. And then we spend so much of our energy focused on it, we actually trying to control it yeah. and like manage it, which is all coming from fear yes. of it being there. Yes. So, and, and I do just want to mention, cause I was telling you about this and I do think that it is kind of interesting. I think it can be easy to hear this and start thinking like, so everything literally is in my head. And so what I was telling you was how I noticed as I got back into running that part of like my running form made it so that I really pronated my feet quite a bit. And when I was doing that, I was noticing how it felt like there was some sort of strain in my shin and it felt like more tension on the outside of my quads and like some more, like almost pulling on my knees. And I was like, oh, you know, I think that's how I always ran. Like back when I, in those marathon days, when I was logging all those out, all those miles, oh, yeah. like no wonder I had such terrible shin splints if I was running like this right. and, you know, but it like literally for months I ran with that horrible pain until the marathon came, yeah. you know, it never really settled down, even though yeah. I was trying to do things to, to settle down. So I was like, well, maybe I should just like try to straighten my feet out and see what happens. And so as I've been doing that and sort of retraining myself to run in a different way, I notice how my body just feels 
so much better. So sometimes there are things like, you know, it's like if you're punching yourself in the face, you don't have to think about like, maybe I can make it so that doesn't hurt so much. Like you can also stop punching yourself in the face, right? So it's like multifactorial and, and looking at it from like, what are different ways, you know, or maybe it's like, you know, some, some extra strength here would probably be really helpful. Like maybe I'd Mm -hmm. like to do that. Like, doesn't mean you don't, you don't do any of that. It just means that you're not like doing it out of fear. You're doing it out of like, I think this would support my body. I think my body would, would just be happier and function, you know, uh, more effectively if I took that action. Yes, exactly. Cause we are a mind and a body. And sometimes, you know, some of those gate patterns are out of fear, right? Like maybe we've been told we have to do it a certain way, or maybe we naturally don't feel stable. So we widen our gate to, you know, naturally feel a little more stable. Like, so just getting to that place where you are, calm enough in your nervous system that you can kind of assess, that you can tune into yourself. You know, each each time it comes up could be a new experience for you, what it's bringing up for you. Yeah. And totally. that's the whole point is just kind of the journey and, and the art of knowing, you know, kind of, is this something to go get checked out or not? But right, at least right. first line of defense is you're not freaking out. And then mm-hmm. you can see where it goes from there. And a lot of times you know, your brain is pretty powerful is what you start to realize. Exactly. It'll work itself out from there. Yep. Totally. Totally. And I think part of it too is, um, you know, I, I think everybody has their own journey, but since I did have pain as a child, like understanding myself better as a child, which I had really not spent much time on at all. Like I had never really delved into that, like in any form of therapy or anything like that. And, you know, I think that's kind of like, there's sort of like that eye roll of like, Oh God, I got to like relive my childhood. Like if I go and, you know, work through that, I don't think it necessarily is like that, but I started to piece together, like just an understanding of when these things were happening in my life, then I would have this kind of physical response. Oh, that's interesting. How like early on that pattern was laid, you Mm -hmm. know, this, I had this scary emotion or whatever. It was not met the way I would have preferred it to be met by the people around me. So it, you know, it, it, like something had to be done with that energy essentially. And it came through my body as pain. And it, and another way that I figured out to cope with it was to eat food, you know, like sugar made me feel better. So it's like, no wonder I struggled with overeating for so many years. Right. Like, so it's, it's, I think what sometimes people, I think have a hard time, like when their body's been the enemy for so long, like, how do you just suddenly switch? And now you have compassion for it and yourself as you're figuring this out. Like I can see how that would be difficult. I think sometimes understanding like the root of it Mm -hmm. then helps, you know, like if, if it's a little four or five-year-old version of me, who's terrified, you know, who's having that, that, um, you know, response, like now my heart is like really open for that little girl who just didn't get what she needed. And I have compassion for her. So that's still me. (laughs) That's still my body. And and I think there's just different ways to, to open up to that. If it doesn't just come immediately is I guess what I'm trying to say. Like, like I could see some people being like, I hear what you're saying and I'm on board with it, but I just don't really know how to do that. Like understanding sometimes I think the root of it can be helpful. And then just understanding the the patterns, like, you know, what you think is the, the truth about your body Mm-hmm. you know, really is just a thought that you believe like that may not be true. Like, can you open up to the idea that you might be wrong about yes. it? Right. And, and the, and the consequence of you being wrong is the opportunity to release this pain that you have. 
Mm-hmm. Like, are you open to that? I was like, yes. In fact, I am. (laughs) Why not? Bring it on. Yeah. And then you start to kind of be your own proof, right? Where you were like, you know, maybe you would try something without a brace and you would be successful or you would, um, you know, you started to kind of test things out, Mm -hmm. really notice what was going on in the body, you know, not the expected, oh, I'm going to have pain when I do this, but like, did I really, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and you can start to be your own best evidence. Right. And I, I think that's really, really true. It's like you, you, I think the, the hardest part is like that first piece of evidence, you know, like <laughs> yes. when you haven't had any results yet and you're yeah. still like trying to believe in this whole thing, you're like, is any of this doing anything? Like, I don't even know, but yeah, yeah it really, it does build over time. And, and I would say too, that like, you know, getting off that acid reflux medicine, it still wasn't easy. You may recall, like I did this very elaborate weaning schedule that I thought was actually very drawn out. Come to find out the doctor was like, oh, you're doing it so fast. I was like, what? Okay. Well, anyway, but then even after I was off the medicine, like I still for, for many weeks afterward, it would still have, uh, you know, heartburn like symptoms. And it was working with you that helped me to understand just like, there can be like emotional hunger and physical hunger. Like I had literally like emotional heartburn symptoms. You know, like we would go through this tracking kind of thing. And I really thought like, no, I had heartburn. No, my body was making the heartburn feeling happen for me, even when it wasn't actual acid going up my esophagus, you know? So, so then it was just like, oh, how fascinating is that now when I'm feeling this more than likely, it's probably just the feeling, not the actual problem. Mm -hmm. And that's great news. And then just really gradually over the course of time, it's just has gone away. It's really just in general, not a problem. I mean, I think, you know, most people occasionally have a little indigestion, you know, like that's about what I would say that I experienced. It's not something that I, I think about or worry about at yeah. all anymore. Amazing. This was, so this took months, you know, I just want to, you yes. know, it wasn't like we talked three times. I'm like, poof, That's I was off this medicine for that was on over 20 years. Yeah. And I want to say like, I wasn't like pushing this at all either. Like you totally know. Well, yeah. Yourself. And this was my goal. It yeah. was one of the goals that I had set for myself for the year anyway. Uh-huh. And then when we were kind of doing this, I was sort of like, well, I really still want to get off this medicine. So uh-huh. like, let's just, you know, no time, like the present, like, let's, yeah. <laughs> let's do this. Yeah. But I think again, it's kind of one of those examples of like, you will know when the time is right. Cause you'll feel drawn to it. And I, I actually had yeah. one client that one week was literally like, I'm, she'd gotten off allergy medicine. She'd wanted to, and this is not all I do is like, try to get people off medicine <laughs> when they, you know, when their nervous system is regulated, they feel aligned enough. Then they're like, you know, I don't think I need this. But one mm-hmm. week she was literally like, I do not. The only thing I want to keep is my constipation medicine. I'm so scared to get off that. And then like three weeks later, we hadn't talked about it again. And she was like, I'm off it now. You know, (laughs) Well, you build up this confidence. Like, you know, Um, I could just try this and I could see what happens and, and um, I could go, you know, from there as well. The other thing I feel, you know, driven to just like say something about is, you know, for some people who really struggle or who just have been like trying so many things, you know, it could also be that there is some sort of unresolved trauma that they have experienced. And so it's easy to think like, what does that have to do with, you know, this symptom that I have in my body, but oftentimes they can really go hand in hand. And I have found that, um, you know, I mean, there are coaches who are totally like trauma certified and can, can help with that a lot. I think there's a lot of overlap with therapy, but if you've really been through something that, you know, we would definitely say is a traumatic thing, working with a coach concurrently with a trauma specialist therapist, can really just kind of like jumpstart all of it. 
because you start to make progress with processing and healing and all that trauma, then that now your body feels safe enough to let go of all of that. And, yes. and it, I mean, you don't have to do it at the same yeah. time, but I think it, they really work together really nicely. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, if you're listening to this and that sounds like you're really drawn to it, that's probably a good sign to do it. If it sounds like, oh, I don't know, you know, I don't know if it feels like you're trying to dig. Cause the, the other thing I see is sometimes people, it's kind of like, let me try to find a problem. Let me mm-hmm. try to find the explanation of why my pain is so bad. But you just, again, it's case by case. You have to just yeah. sit back and feel with you know, are you coming at this from a lot of intensity or curiosity? Yeah. And And I signed up with, like, I personally signed up with a trauma therapist out of recommendation from a friend who was like, everybody in their life should work with this person. She's so great. So I'm like, okay, I don't even think I have trauma, but fine, I'll sign up. And then while working with her realized, oh my gosh, there were so many things like in my medical training and so many things that I literally just stuffed right down never processed, you know, at like never worked through that. And, and still like 20 years later elicited like this full emotional response. I was like, wow, I did not know that was still in me. And so it was, I mean, I'm, you know, personal development junkie anyway. So I'm like, bring it on, let's do it all. You know, But, but I learned so much about myself through that process. And like, again, compassion for myself of like, you know, there have been a lot of times in my life where I'm, I've really struggled and for any variety, lots of different reasons, wasn't met with the support that probably could have been useful at that time. So, okay, fine. But that stuff's still waiting around for me and I can work on that. But I would say if you're doing that, don't do that work with like hinging it to, and if I do that, my pain will go away. Yes, yes. It's like, you're doing that to just fill yourself and help yourself and just to grow as a human being. And, you know, also it's possible that that may help with your pain, you know, (laughs) rather than like this expectation that if you do that, like, that's going to be the magic ticket. Like there is no magic ticket. I mean, we've been through it all, Betsy. We've like tried to talk about all these different things and all different ways of looking at things. And it's like, sometimes you're like for three months, totally resonating with this one way of looking at things. And you're like, you know what? I don't know about that anymore. Now I'm resonating with this other thing. Flexibility. What was the dance you were doing? Yeah. And I call it embodied movement. Just like moving moving your body to music, like allowing the energy of music to help you to move like emotional energy through your body. Yeah. There's so many different things. And even just a way, like right now, somatic tracking is working super great for me when I have certain aches or pains or things that come up. And then there's other times where I'm more like, oh, I wonder what emotion I'm not feeling right now. Like it, it's mm-hmm. just a- allowing yourself. I kind of think of it as like uh, allowing yourself to float down the river instead of yes. furiously paddling upstream. Yes. And you the know, trust that whatever comes, it. you'll be able to handle yeah. it. Yeah. Because it's just another, you know, thing mm-hmm. that you can handle. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. It's like, you're just building up resources on how to help yourself yes. when that, you know, arises. Yes. And sometimes it might be, you know, like something sounds really good to do, you know, some journaling and you haven't done that mm-hmm. for months, but just that trust that when that's what you need to do, you'll know to do that. Cause you I'll have that in, yeah. your tool, in your toolbox. You've practiced all these different things for all the different times of, yeah. you know, if you're very stressed, you're going to handle things different differently or take different approaches and just, yeah, that compassion for yourself throughout the whole process is, is the biggest piece. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And just patience, you know, I think not having like what we call in the coaching world, like an agenda, right. Where you're like, okay, this is how this is going to go. 
I already have it all planned out. Like, no, because whatever you say, it's not going to be how it goes. Like it, just, so it will not be that way. So the more desperately you want it to change the, yes. more you can't stand where you are. Yes. The more you're keeping yourself stuck. Yeah. In, the more, it's just totally. the law of attraction. It's just the way that our brains work. And I feel like if someone who's really stuck, like is probably so tired of hearing that. And it's like, well, easier for you to say, because now you're not feeling that pain anymore. But, but I know what that's like. I mean, remember, I think when we first started working together, I was had such bad sciatic issues. I was wearing like an SI belt, like every waking moment, except for when I was in the shower or not even waking moment, even when I was asleep. Because like some chiropractor had told me like, you ha- you can't even take it off while you sleep. And, and, uh, you know, another chiropractor had told me, cause I, it just all started with pregnancies, got worse with pregnancies. Like, if you don't get this under control, you'll struggle with it your whole life. So there I was, however many years later, like wearing still struggling belt. with it, you know, oh, wearing this God. horrible, uncomfortable belt. I hated every minute of, but like, I couldn't walk otherwise normally. And, you know, I was just telling you before we started, like, I haven't worn that since I haven't even had trouble with it since we started working together. So it's not like, like somehow that all got figured out. It's just like, that was just another like pain pattern, Mm -hmm. you know, a way that my brain was just like, Hey, this is this thing that we do. And and it just doesn't do that anymore. So I just don't live in fear of that being a problem. Yes. It's just not, not an issue anymore. So, but, but again, it's like, it's, I think that, I think for someone who's new to this, it's like, there is a bit of that leap of faith, which I think for a lot of people, like, why did I say yes to your offer? So what the heck else was I going to do? Yeah, I tried so many other things. I'm like, if this girl could help me, I mean, God bless her, you know, (laughs) (laughs) might as well try. Right. Yeah. Might as well try it. So I think going into it with that, like, this is something that I haven't tried before and being open to it, being really effective is the best thing versus like going in like, well, nothing has worked. So this probably won't either, you know, or like prove it to me. Like, that's not how this is, how you're going to find the results that you want. Yes. And sometimes people go in thinking like, I don't want to get my hopes up because I've gotten my hopes up before. And I, and that's so hard to understand. (laughs) But again, like, I think, you know, the, the hopes up thing is, um, it's like, you can ride the super high wave, or you can just go into it. Like, I don't even have expectations. I Uh just want to learn and be curious. And that maybe can like, Uh keep it at a, at a level where it feels like you can ride the ups and downs, maybe a little bit more than like, I found the solution. And then, you know, it it didn't work again. And yes, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and we all are like, you know, if you just give me the magic pill. Um, but I don't know, but but being out of (laughs) chronic pain, you would still say you have like human experiences probably, right? Like your hasn't uh, prevented you from like having any pain ever again in your life. Right. No, 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 no. And like, do my knees ache at times? They do. Like I was saying the other night, I was just going to bed and like settling down and they like, were kind of like barking a little, you know, just kind of aching a little, but I just don't make it mean that much, you know, that much. And I, I've had so many days where I'm like, gosh, I just feel good. Like I just feel good today. And that is so fun. And also when I have days where I'm like, I'm a little more sore today, I'm just like, okay, that's cool. And, and maybe I will kind of slow things down and maybe I won't. It really comes down to like, when you have that close relationship with your body, you can check in. I had this workout plan. Should I do that? Or maybe should I just do some yoga? 
you know, or like, maybe I should just really just chill and read a book today. Like that's also okay. You know, not judging any of it. But the other thing I'll tell you is that like, why I'm kind of focusing on exercise so much is first of all, because we often use our pain as a way of limiting ourselves. And we know that regular exercise is so good for the body and brain. Like, I mean, myriad effects. It will not help you lose weight, but it'll help you keep weight off. (laughs) Um, But it helps with so many other things, but, but, you know, like, when you can learn to move your body, uh, and enjoy being in your body as you move, like that is one of the joys of being a human human bodies were meant to move. Yes. And when you are not moving yes. because of whatever limitation that takes away from us, right? Like it, it's takes away from our experience, our whole yes. experience as humans. I think it takes away from our mental health. I mean, yes. extra regular exercise is so good for mental health doesn't cost anything, no side effects, no, no prescription costs, you know? So, so like being able to find a way to be in your body in a way that where you're moving in a way that feels good to you is like such an amazing gift. So like just over this last weekend, I actually had planned to work out both days and both days just stuff came up with the family and then it ended up not working out. And by Monday I was like, oh my gosh, I, I know I need to go do that. Like I could feel it. I could feel it in my, like with my mood, I could feel it with my body. I remember most people who are like, I just am a jerk if I don't work out. And I thought, Oh, I wish I were one of those people. I'm like, I, kind of, I don't know that I'm a jerk, but like, I can tell the difference. Like it makes a real difference. So, so there's so much waiting for you on the other side of yes. going and doing that. And I know like, you know, curable, they, on the curable app and stuff, they talk a lot about like, you know, don't stop moving just cause you have pain. Like, yes. you know, allow yourself to build that evidence and that yeah. confidence that you can do things. Yes. Even if it's just like walking up and down the stairs or like parking further back in the parking lot at the yes. store and, you know, not parking at the, you know, right at the front of the door or something like just, yes. just see Yes. Maybe, maybe like let your body have the opportunity to impress you. Like I it might that. just yes. something fun. Yes. <laughs> I love that. And, and it's true too, that when, when you are like moving your body and having fun, it signals to your nervous system that you're safe. Like you must be safe enough to expend these extra calories on just like moving for fun. So mm-hmm. it reinforces you know, kind of less pain too, yes. but there is so much fear with movement. And a lot of times people are told specific things yes. that they're supposed to avoid. And so it's just, yeah, starting with where you are and gently with this curiosity, with this possibility, you know, seeing what those old stories are that you've believed for so long, or someone's told you and yeah. Just challenging those and seeing totally. really there Yeah, and, and letting it be fun. Right. You don't have to be like yes. doing that thing that you used to do. Like we, you know, recently got a treadmill. I live in Wisconsin. I don't want to run outside in the dark and the ice and snow, you know, like <laughs> all the time because it gets, you know, late, late and gets dark early and stuff. And like, you know, sometimes I'll just be like, you know what, I'll wake up and I had planned on maybe running, but then mm-hmm. I'll just like feel my body. I'm like, I don't know if that's the right thing. So then I'll just walk. Yeah. and watch like part of the movie and yeah. just do that. And it's like fun. I'm moving my body. I'm enjoying myself. Yes. And, and that, like, that still counts. That's just as good as yes. doing something that's like more intense or, you know, qualifies more as whatever 
you know, uh, valuable exercise or exercise that counts. Or I used to be a big one on like, if you don't do the full hour, then what's the point, you know, kind of a thing. All or nothing. All or nothing, super all or nothing on that. Instead, it's just like, you know, what I'd like to do is just get some activity in today, get my blood flowing. Like what's going to help, like, you know, my body feeling like a little, maybe sore from the strength workout I did yesterday, probably flushing some blood through the muscles. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. And when it's something fun to do, then yeah, that's going to be more enjoyable than like, you know, 30 minutes on the treadmill, you know, forcing myself when, when the message is clearly not today. Right. Right. And I think that's how it's sustainable. Like how do you end up with like injuries and overuse stuff and things is like by not listening. I actually just listened to this podcast. There's this, um, I think her name's like Courtney Dewalter or something like that. She's a ultra, like an ultra, ultra marathoner type of person. Like she runs these like 200 mile races type of stuff. Like it's like super, 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 um, intense. And it was so fascinating because the interviewer wanted to know all about her training regimen, everything, right? You know, what her training regimen is she wakes up every day, has her cup of coffee and then decides what she's going to do. Like a hundred percent intuitive taps in. How am I feeling today? What feels like the right thing for me to do today? Am I feeling like I can go like, you know, longer, do something more intense or am I not like with food? What feels like, you know, like she does not eat any of the stuff that like the normal people, no supplements, literally nothing. She's 35. She's like winning all this, doing better than the men in like, you know, coming first overall and all these things. And she's just like, yeah, I love nachos. So I eat those a lot. You know, she's just like, just does whatever like feels right. Apparently there's even some sort of shoes that all these people use. She didn't even know what those were until recently. Like her clothes, like people wear all this Lycra, whatever she wears, like a baggy t-shirt and like basketball shorts. (laughs) She just literally is like, what? She doesn't, it just doesn't even matter to her what other people are doing. Like, what does she feel comfortable in? What helps her to support her body in doing these things that are like incredible? She's already taxing her body so much. Like, how was she able to do that? Probably because she has this extremely connected relationship with her body. It's just so inspiring to me. So much. Because yes, people would argue like, oh, she could never if she's eating nachos. But I think- You have to be doing all the things. She's like, I love candy. You get to do this. You get to eat jelly beans. I'm like, okay. Right? Because if you're stressing out so much about your diet and your training and all of this, that's just adding a stress level to- so much fear to it. Like, I'm not going to be able to do this if I don't do the whatever everybody says. The fear and maybe like, you know, I'm not good enough if I don't do this. Or I didn't put enough miles in. And like she doesn't really get injured because she actually listens to her body. Yes. Isn't so that much trust. It just mm-hmm. takes that trust of like, if I'm not beating myself up all the time, am I still going to like, you know, be able to do that? anything? Yes. I know. Right. Yes. Yeah. You can really like love and, and encourage yourself and like support yourself to do these things you never thought you could do. It's not like she's always been a distance runner. Like she was saying how, like, she'd never thought she could even run a regular marathon, like on a road, you know, she was totally like her, she said her belief was totally like, I will literally like my heart will explode. Like I won't be able to do that. Oh my God. Look what she's doing. (laughs) Well, I do believe we're all capable of such extraordinary things. So I don't think she's the magical yeah. unicorn that yeah, is the right. only one that could do that. And that was kind of one of her messages is just like, just try stuff. Like you can probably do a lot more than you think. Like you don't need to have those limits on yourself. And that ties in so perfectly to what we're talking about today, because that pain or the fear of the pain yeah. is something that, that, you know, we allow to hold us back so often. 
That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Well, that is just amazing. I love this whole conversation. I'm so glad to hear that you're still, you know, you've taken all of these things to heart and it just sounds like you really integrated the practice of tuning into your body, listening to yourself more and um, really listening to the pain signals and interpreting them differently. I mean, a hundred percent, like just, it's so it's, I mean, it's just night and day, truly night and day. So and thank you so much. I mean, I'll eternally be grateful at singing your praises. <laughs> oh, well, my pleasure. I am just so grateful too, to have the chance to work with you. And you actually brought some different dynamics of, you know, being kind of more of a physician that isn't, you know, feeling all the emotions and didn't even realize you had some of them there. And so it was so interesting to see you explore some of that and emerge so um, empowered. Yes. Well, afterward. thanks for sticking with me because like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't always the easiest. <laughs> I like the challenge. It took me a while to get on the train and then I'm like, wait a minute, there might be something to this. <laughs> yes. And now you're like really great at singing the praises and spreading the word and, and, you know, take well, people need to know this though. Like so yeah. many people struggle, particularly women. And, um, and we just think it's like our plight in life, you know, or yeah. especially if like other women and or family members struggle with pain. We're like, Oh, we're just like them. I remember, you know, just being like, what is this fibromyalgia thing? And the doctor said, well, it's just, you know, like people said they had rheumatism. It's the same thing. And I'm like, interesting. There's always been a name for this like nondescript pain. Yes. You know, that like syndrome essentially. And, and we just call it different names. And then we think that it like runs in the family, but maybe it's actually our lack of being able to process emotion and uh, disconnection from our body that gets passed on. Right. Right. That could run in families, thought patterns run in families. Exactly. Exactly. So it could be right. It's just like, this is, this is, the, that's the root of what's being passed on. That's creating yeah. eventually that, that pain. And, you know, we, I think we just underestimate how important our beliefs are, what we believe about ourselves, what we believe is possible, like truly like our identity, who we think we are, like that isn't, that is creating who you are. <laughs> yes, <laughs> if, if you want something different, you can change that. Yeah. If, yeah. If placebos can show you that you, your brain can create things just based on belief, Mm -hmm. then we know it can literally change your body. That's what this work is about. And yes. And nocebo the other way, right? Like it can literally create like with nothing, nothing happening. It can create uh, problems. So it's like, once you see those things, you're like, oh, okay. Like, I think that really helped me. I'm like, okay, I hear what you're saying. (laughs) I see it now. (laughs) Yeah. And then you can't unsee it. And then, yeah, yeah, you want to tell people about it. And, and so thanks for spreading the word too. And I'm sure we'll keep in touch, but it's been a pleasure talking with you today and hearing. Thanks so much, Betsy. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Take care. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned a little bit about your brain today that helps you in your life. Like it helped me. Please be sure and subscribe and leave a review. And of course, be sure and share this podcast with someone you know that wants an unstoppable body and mind.